Hallo, dit is een nieuwe episode van de Influential Executive. Alexander Kane speaking. En vandaag present ik een interview met Dave Mamano. Dave is een van de liveliest mensen die ik know. Ik werd introduced to him by somebody who was in one of my group coaching programs. And Dave runs a mastermind. He brings together entrepreneurs so that they can learn from each other. And that makes Dave one of the most experienced entrepreneurial people to speak to. Because imagine all the stories he hears, all the hopes, the dreams, the fears. People join to, uh, to come together at his events to speak about the most important things going on in their lives, in their businesses. And he is there as a host. He is there to make sure that they find connection, inspiration, love, and most of all, answers. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Dave Mamano. Make sure you have pen and paper ready, tons of good advice coming up. And make sure that you pick that one or two things that resonate, that strike a chord with you, and you implement it today. You take action because you only learn through experience and as soon as you start having new experiences you start to learn about life you start to learn about what works and what doesn't work enjoy the interview with dave dave welcome to the influential executive podcast hey thanks for having me i truly truly appreciate being on the show yeah i appreciate having you on here and i'm very much looking forward to our conversation i just learned that you teach entrepreneurship at a university on top of tons of other things you do um, one thing that interests me very much obviously is the podcast you're hosting and then there's also a mastermind group and all kinds of coaching that you do now which of all these activities do you consider the main portion of your work what, what is your main thing well uh, my main thing is producing um content and experiences for entrepreneurs. So like you, and you're going to be on my podcast as well shortly, uh, once a week I do a podcast. I've been doing it for three years. Uh, I've interviewed some great, great entrepreneurial superstars. Uh, I've had over 160 guests, I think, by now. So that's one thing I love doing. I have a local TV show where uh, every week I interview local entrepreneurs. So, uh, uh, and then the, the, the biggest, uh, I'll, I'll say, kind of revenue driver for my business is I've created a network of entrepreneurs. And we call it the Avanti Entrepreneur Network, A-V-A-N-T-I. It means move forward in Italian. And we have the Avanti Entrepreneur Network, where it's a community of entrepreneurs locally in Rochester that, that pay a membership fee. And for that, I produce a lot of content for them. So we do monthly events where there's speakers and networking. Um, I do a big annual event every October uh, where um, uh, it's, you know, all day drinking from the fire hose of entrepreneurial impactors, right? I have some great speakers. Um, there's a huge, uh, my keynote this year is a woman named Ellen Latham, who's the founder of Orange Theory Fitness. You guys, you guys have that over there in Amsterdam yet? I'm not sure. I'm not that familiar with the fitness industry in Amsterdam. The name does not ring a bell. Yeah, they, uh, uh, they just closed, uh, there are over 1,200 franchises now around the world. Most of them are in the U.S., but they are expanding to different parts of the world now. Um, and it's a, it's a different type of workout program. Um, and so uh, it just was valued at $1 billion, and so she's our keynote. So that's another revenue driver for the company is, uh, you know, people pay to come to the event, and, um, uh, and then I sell sponsors as well. So that's, that's, uh, that's kind of the core of what we do. Um, so, and then I teach, then I teach a class of, uh, entrepreneurship at the university of Rochester, Rochester, New York, my hometown. Uh, and then I, I do some, uh, I do less and less because of, uh, of, of what I, uh, just spend most of my time naturally doing. Uh, but I still do some coaching, right? I saw some coaching clients. Um, I farm that out now a lot when people need coaching. I, I know a lot of different coaches that have specialties, uh, and I will match people up, but, you know, I, I guess the best thing I do to, to get back to your question is uh, host. Like I host my podcast. I love it. I host my TV show. I love it. I host um, my network of local entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm the host of the event, right? So um, that's probably my core strength is, is, you know, having the love and passion and energy 
of, of creating value for entrepreneurs and, you know, bringing them together to experience it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. And it's the hosting that ties everything together. The hosting. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing I didn't mention within, within our local, you know, entrepreneur group, yes, we do the events, the networking and speaking events. We have a, a little over 60 members, but we also uh, break those into what you know, well, mastermind groups. So we have eight to 10 people that, uh, you know, we have, we have many different groups that get together once a month for, uh, you know, what we call an Avanti peer group session. You know, other people call it a mastermind, a, uh, uh, an advisory board, but essentially, you know, you know, the concept it's, it's, uh, it's business owners who get together once a month and they have a confidential meeting. And that's the important part. It's gotta be confidential. So they are free to talk about their challenges, their opportunities and have other peers, other business owners, help them through those experiences, the good, bad, and ugly. Because, as, you know, as you probably know well too, Alexander, uh, we, as, as entrepreneurs, it can be very lonely. If we're, even if we're surrounded by employees, they don't understand what we're going through as a business owner, right? So just to be around other people that have that mindset of owning a business, knowing what it's like to wake up at three in the morning, you know, petrified, right? Uh, and, and, and sharing that camaraderie of being able to, to experience the roller coaster of owning a business and being able to help others with, with their, their own experiences and advice. So very, very valuable experiences. Yeah, that's, that's massive. And um, this is a topic I like to zoom in on a little bit more as well. For all the entrepreneurs listening, maybe some are part of a mastermind group already or several. Maybe some are still considering it or just learning about it. You just mentioned one characteristic of a great mastermind group, which is the confidentiality. So that there's this level of trust that people dare to express themselves and speak about what's really going on freely. Now, what are some other elements that need to be in place for a mastermind group to be the experience that you want it to be? Well, in my opinion, uh, you know, it, it all starts with the trust, right? And the conf we have a code of ethics, right? That, you know, confidentiality is number one. Um, number two is showing up, right? You can't take these, these meetings lightly. You have to commit to be there. You know, we have a rule. If you miss two meetings in a year without a really valid excuse, the group can vote you out, right? Mm -hmm. It can't be a little thing like, oh, you know, my son has a baseball game, sorry, or I have a, a cold um, you got to commit to be there, right? Uh, otherwise, it doesn't work. And so that's very, very important. And then, um, you know, this takes a little bit of time, right? But building, building that camaraderie, the confidence, the trust with the other people, uh, as you get together more and more and, and offer, you know, the vulnerability of your, of your challenges and obstacles, it, it builds a relationship that is very, very special. Um, and, uh, and that, that type of, of, uh, of, of experience in a relationship really is the glue that holds the group together. And it, you almost develop like a brotherhood or a sisterhood yeah. of helping each other, really true care for each other, you know, because oftentimes you're sharing things that you haven't shared with your best friends, your family, your spouse, right? And these are the only people that you're sharing it with, right? That's big. And, and so to, to have that relationship of trust, confidence, um, vulnerability, it's very, very important. Yeah, exactly. And then the value of such a group, it is, it's beyond anything. It gives that, that connection, but also this, this mental mirror to just check that everything you're thinking about the business and things going on in your life, that, that it actually makes sense. Because when you don't have anyone to talk to, then how do you know what, what is green, what is red, what is, what is working, what is not working? Everything becomes blurry as soon as you yeah. stop having that feedback. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we joke that we call it entrepreneur therapy, right? Like we, we you know, don't go at it alone. Being an entrepreneur is a very tough business, right? It's, it's, uh, it could be detrimental to your health unless you surround yourself with the right network of, of people to have that outlet and support system. And uh, so, and I know you run mastermind groups and uh, so, so um, you know, having a good facilitator to the group is very important as well to facilitate that, you know, not one person is hogging the whole session that the, everything is kind of shared and timed. 
uh, and that there's more questions than answers, right? Or more experience sharing than, than advice. One thing that we try to do, and I got this from EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization. I was in that for many years. They would, they would use the Gestalt method. And uh, the Gestalt method is that you don't give advice because naturally people don't like to receive advice. Yeah. They get defensive, like, you know, uh, hey, Alexander, you know, who are you telling, telling me what to do, right? Like entrepreneurs are very, a lot of pride. Um, so, so we try not to have people like give advice. We try to, and this is the Gestalt method, is to share experiences. So you may have gone through an issue, let's say it's a personnel issue, uh, you know, with your, one of your employees. And instead of me saying, hey, here's what you do, Alex, I would say, you know what? Uh, I had an example of that happen to me. Uh, and here's, here's how I handled it, yeah. right? Here was my experience and here's how I handled it. Much more valuable, right, to share that story with you of how I dealt with the situation than it is to just tell you what to do, right? I think it's a great way to, for parenting. I think it's a great way to live your life in general, you know, sharing experiences, telling stories instead of giving advice. Tough to do. Takes a little longer, a little more effort, but I think that's the true, uh, another true force in a good mastermind group is the facilitation uh, and, and enforcing uh, the, the gestalt method and the, and the timing of everything. Because you're always going to have one big mouth in the group, right? And, uh, and they, they wants to talk the whole time, every meeting. And we can't have that. Either you've got some shyer people that, that maybe don't, uh, aren't naturally gifted when it comes to being heard and to make sure that they have the floor as well. Right. Otherwise, they're going to leave because they're not getting value. So I think that's very important, too. Yeah, and chances are that they have something very valuable to say, except they will only say it when asked. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Now, what can entrepreneurs do themselves to benefit as much as possible from a mastermind group? Well, for me, uh, I, you know, once again, in my experience, it's not only – uh, what happens in the group itself, what we just talked about. I mean, those, those are all great benefits um, to be able to share experiences and, and re be open-minded to receive the experiences, take notes, right? Like I like to have everybody, uh, you know, so let's say that, uh, you know, John uh, had a challenge and everyone around the table uh, shared an experience to help him. Well, I'm hoping John is writing down some notes, right? And, I'm, I, and what we try to do is have John say, okay, uh, now that you've heard everybody, what are your takeaways, John? What, is your, what are your action plans? You know, what have you received from this feedback and from these experiences? What was valuable to you? And then what are you going to do about it, right? What are you going to do about it? And what, what's your action plan? And how can we hold you accountable so the next time we get together, we can say, John, did you get that done? You know, what's your milestone that you're going to do because of all this feedback? Exactly, exactly. Well, one thing I learned is that in this mastermind group, something very special happens. Because when you all join together, as Napoleon Hill writes in Think and Grow Rich, in a spirit of harmony with the one shared purpose, mm -hmm. something special happens. When human beings put their minds together, and they vow to think positively, we build on each other. Right. And together as a group, we reach higher thoughts. We reach a higher level of clarity than anyone could ever achieve alone. So in a way, it's almost like speaking to the oracle. So I know that when I get a chance to speak to an oracle, I better have the right questions prepared. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come an opportunity. Yeah, show show up prepared for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now what are some questions that you recommend every entrepreneur asks themselves regularly in order to stay on that strategic level and prevent getting stuck in the trenches? Um I, I would continually uh ask have that entrepreneur because because I do this. You know, what, what am I doing uh, for a self-care regime, right? And because, you know, it's so easy to get so focused on business and forget about our mental health, our physical health, our relationships, 
our spirituality, right, et cetera, our diet, right, our, not like going on a diet, but just what are we eating, right? And, and um, you know, how are we taking care of ourselves? I just interviewed uh, yesterday, yesterday, this guy named Hal Elrod. And Hal wrote this book called The Miracle Morning, right? Uh, and one of the best, probably, I'm going to say top five books I ever read. Uh, and, and he co-wrote it. It's called The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. And he, he co-wrote it with uh, Cameron Harold, who is, uh, you know, one of the guys behind a, a big company called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And now he does a lot of consulting. And Hal says it's, um, it's all about the morning. It's all about how you, the, the routines that you do in the morning to get your day going, right? And, uh, and actually, I, uh, I saved it. Where did I put it? So good, good time to ask this question. So what he does is he has this thing in it. It's, a, it's a, a, an acronym called SAVERS, right? S-A-V-E-R-S. And each letter uh, stands for something. So the S in SAVERS is silence, right? So what he does, and I do it, I, I do a version of this too. You know, he gets up, he gets up really early. You don't have to get up really early, but can you get up a half hour or to an hour earlier than you do now, right? If you're not doing it, if you're not, don't already have a routine. Now, he gets up at 3.30. He says, you don't have to do that. I get up at five, right? But so the S is silence, right? So start off your day with some silence, you know, whether it's meditating, uh, deep breathing, or just sitting in a room alone for a little while thinking, right? So that's how he starts his day. And then uh, the A in savers is for affirmations, right? What are, what, what, what positive, uh, you know, um, things can, can you, can you tell yourself uh, that, that, you know, you are going to get done during that day or, you know, where things, things that, uh, you know, kind of positive self-talk, right? Uh, the V in savers is for visualization. So he, he, he created, and this is Napoleon Hill, you know, you become what you think about Earl Nightingale, you know, creating a vision of where you want to be with these different areas of your life, career, uh, health, relationships, spirituality. Where do you want to be in, in reading that vision, right? Because as you know, the, the, the universe and God has a way of getting you there the more you think about it, right? Your brain, I feel it's science that by, by reading a visualization every day, you're, you're training your brain to get there, right? Uh, the E in savers is exercise. Whether it's just pumping on a treadmill for 10 minutes and sweating it out or a more, uh, you know, intricate exercise routine. I work out about a half hour, 45 minutes every morning, you know, so exercise. And then he has R for reading. So what are you, what are you reading every day, right? Uh, are, you, are you reading something inspirational to help you get going? And then uh, the, the last S in savers is for scribing, which is a fancy word for writing, uh, are you writing something every day? He has a he has a journal where he writes things that he's just proud of, he's happy about, he's grateful for. It's maybe some wins from the past day and some, things, some wins that he wants for today. So he write he writes. So he spends you know about an hour hour and a half every morning doing these things. And and uh, and you know he talks about that when when uh, he had an experience where uh, uh, that he had a very successful business and and when the economy crashed with the Great Recession in two thousand eight everything crashed, right? His health, his business, uh, he went bankrupt just about, the, the bank was going to take over his house, they did. Um, and he just was in a rut. And he decided to create some, some, um, some new uh, routines in the morning to kind of reset his life. And, uh, and these were them. And then he wrote a book about it called The Miracle Morning. It sold over a million copies, two million now, two million copies, self-published. So he's doing okay with that book, right? And um, he's changing lives. And he said his life, after doing this for two weeks, he said his life started to get transformed already. So I think, you know, the, the question was, you know, what can entrepreneurs do and say to themselves to, to make sure that they're, uh, you know, really maximizing their life? I think if you, could, if you could set the tone of the first hour of your day, at least, and I know it sounds tough, like, oh, my God. But just, you know what, just get up an hour earlier. Get up at five. Go to bed at nine or 10. Uh, the, I really think that, you know, this stuff can be, even if you do like one or two of these, maybe you don't have to do all of them in the beginning. I just think doing one or two of these can be transformative, right? Like reading a visualization every morning about where you want to be in the next six months or a year. 
that could rev- that could radically transform your life right there. That one thing, just being clear about where you want to go, where you want to be, and then reading it every day. Yeah. Uh, so I think that could be that could radically transform your life right there as an entrepreneur or anybody. Yeah. That was a long answer. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was very valuable, and um, it brings our attention to the things that really matter, because there seems to be an underlying assumption in the world that we live in an assertion-based universe where you set a goal and then you plow your way through there. Just when you take a moment and look back at where you really made the leap jumps for your business or in your career, it's, it's been these, these small moments, this one person you met, this one conversation you had, this one idea you had. That's where the big difference is made. So more than anything, you being present right now here in this current moment to deal with whatever's in front of you and you having clarity of what you're looking for, what that ideal picture looks like, when you have those two in place, that's when every moment becomes an opportunity. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it, you know, you just said something very important is being, being present in the moment, right? I think entrepreneurs, especially we tend to be a little bit more manic, a little more ADD, right? ADHD. And it's tough for us to be in the moment because, you know, I'm talking to Alex who's a great guy, but I might be thinking about, you know, my next appointment, a problem I'm having a challenge, something at home and I'm not fully present. Um, First of all, that doesn't honor your time as a fellow great human being. But second of all, it's, it's, it's bad for me because I'm not experiencing all the value that you'll be able to offer me, right? Uh, so wherever you are, this is Jim Rohn. Uh, unfortunately, he's passed away, but I uh, loved, loved, loved a lot of his stuff. But he had a great saying, wherever you are, be there, right? Just be there, right? And, and, and so when you're at home, be at home with your kids, right? Be at home with your family. When you're at work, uh, you know, be at work, right? When you're on vacation, be on vacation, right? Don't check email. Don't, don't call the office. I have a friend, Brian Scudamore. He was on my podcast. He started 1-800-GOT-JUNK, right? And then you took Cameron on a little bit later. But Brian, genius what he does. When he goes on vacation, he has his assistant change all of his passwords, right? To his social media, his email, <laughs> his phone, right? Every, so... And he's like, whatever I do, whatever I do, don't, don't give me the new passwords until I get back, right? And he's like, call me if there's like a massive emergency, which is on the scale of like the building's on fire. Other than that, you and the team handle it. So he can't even check social media when he's on vacation. He can't even check email, right? Uh, I think that's the best idea I ever heard to be present on a vacation, right? Because we need to... We need to recharge, right? Very important to recharge, reboot, refresh, right? You know, uh, it's, it's invaluable for our brain and our body, I believe. Yeah. And when do you get your best ideas? Is it while you're working through your to-do list or is it when you're walking in the forest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, people say, oh, I got an idea in the shower. Well, that, that's, that's very uh, intentional uh, because when you're in the shower, you're relaxed, right? You're not watching TV. You're not checking your phone. You're, you're, you know, maybe you're listening to some music in the background, but for the most part, you are just in the shower and it's very relaxing, right? It's like a hot water. You're in a good place. Your mind, body, soul is, is, is taking a break, right? And it allows, you know, the vibration of the universe that allows it to deliver you some good ideas every now and then, right? And, uh, you know, as I, I say to, you know, my, my uh, you know, employees, my team, I'm like, you know, hey, uh, sorry about the visual, but I had a great idea in the shower today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds very familiar. That's, yes. where, that's where the best ideas pop up is when, indeed, when you take the energy out of your thinking mind, yep. create space for your subconscious mind to just shoot those ideas up into your conscious mind. Right. Those questions you asked yourself several days or several weeks ago, like, I would like to have an answer to this at some point. Right. You yeah. just drop it. You drop it in there and you know that the answer is going to boil up sooner or later. 
Right, exactly, exactly. So Dave, talking about vision, visualization, progress, what is currently your number one focus? Uh, for my business, my, my number one focus is I'm, I'm exploring a new idea of kind of bringing Avanti to a, um, to a new place, right? And I'm, I'm exploring opening up like an education center, almost like a community-based uh, classrooms where, uh, uh, you know, you can, you can uh, take a class, but you can also teach a class, right? So just a place to go where anybody in, in, the, in my community and there's always great classes going on. It could be art, photography, uh, wine tasting, but it also could be sales, leadership, uh, you know, self-care for the entrepreneur. So just a, an overall center for learning that is fun, great experience. You know, maybe we'll have smoothies and wine or coffee bar, you know, place that like almost like that, that true third place to hang out and continue your lifelong learning. Um, so I'm really, I'm exploring some different concepts of bringing Avanti to the next level with its own, I'll say, home of learning. Um, and then, you know, obviously everything I do, I like to see, you know, where, where else can we do this? So let's say, I say secure the beachhead, you know, prove the model uh, locally. Uh, where else can I bring this, right? So. Sounds very cool. So that, that would be a physical education center inside a building, not, not yeah. a virtual one. Exactly. See, college in America is getting uh, very expensive, right? You know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 dollars a year, right? And we're not like your great Europeans where, you know, it's, it's free, right? A lot of times. Uh, it's very, so a lot of people are, are actually opting to not go to college because they don't want the debt. You know, maybe they're, maybe if they want to be an entrepreneur, why should they go to college? You know, like, you know, I went to college, but I don't think I learned anything in college that helps me be an entrepreneur, right? So they're saying, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start, right? And and so, um, so if that trend continues, which it will, uh, people still want to learn, right? <clears throat> and yes, there's online learning, but I, I I think in this world of technology, there's still a place uh, for the for the most important innate human need, which is being together, right? Being with people. I mean, we can have all the technology in the world, but man, we need to be with people. We need to be, we need to be belly to belly with a tribe, right? <clears throat> I think it's the number one uh, need of a human, right? Which makes us different a lot of times. Um, and, and, you know, with social media, we say we're more connected than ever, but I think we're also more lonely than ever, right? Because, you know, how much can you share on Facebook with, with a, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, everybody's putting the good stuff out there, right? But, you know, where, where do I go to talk about the bad stuff too? You know, we need, we need a friend, we need a community, right? So I, I, I think that, well, of course, I'm not saying that that's going to go away, but I also think there's going to be more and more need for us to have that human interaction, you know, that, you know, in, I love, one of the things I love about Europe is you guys have the piazzas, right? In Italian, we say the piazza, but whatever, that center of town yeah. where everybody, everybody, uh, connects right end of the day they go they have a little gelato a little ice cream a little wine whatever you know they just talk i think that's very natural for people right and uh and it's getting lost and so if i could provide an opportunity for for that type of experience right uh then and then i, I think there's a there's a there could be a good business model there yeah what i particularly like about this vision is that you use the power of peers so one thing I learned in the business world is that there's tons of business coaches willing to sell their programs and their coaching to entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs need that information. Yeah. And what I learned is that you can get the same answers with your peers as long as you ask the right question to the right person. And sometimes it's even more effective because your peers understand your situation in a different way and sometimes better way than yeah. any outside coach would. What are your uh, experiences in that area? So, so you're saying with, with peers of different cultures getting together? Any peers. I think, I think diversity is always a good thing. And I think that human beings, you know, 
Every human being is the center of their own universe. They're walking their own unique path, the Tao. Yeah. And so people feel what is right for them in the moment. Mm-hmm. So the ability to be with peers and ask a question and maybe get 20 insights, everybody feels this and this resonates most. Resonates. Very right. important word because it matches the vibration that you're at in that moment. So now I know it's my next step. And it's not until I take that next step that I will have my next question formulated. Right. So in many ways, you know, every human being has this whole path behind him. Uh, For example, I have 34 years of unique experiences. Mm -hmm. I have seen countless places that you've never seen. Mm -hmm. I've read books, I've watched movies, I've talked to people. This is a huge library of knowledge in here. Chances are you'll find pretty much any answer in here, or at least an insight, a perspective that helps you. So your ability to facilitate human beings using that value that is stored inside each other, I think that is in many ways a more valuable system and something that is more scalable than anything that depends on one big guru at the top where all roads lead to that person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. And I think people like you and me, uh, we're, 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 we're blessed with this desire and talent to, uh, have, have really just a love of people, right? Wanting to help them, wanting to get them together and wanting to provide value with those interactions and those, those get togethers, those meetings, whatever they are, you know? Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, uh, here in America, we always say we're, we're our ethnicity and then American, right? So I'm Italian American, right? We're very proud of our roots. Right. And, you know, as you know, Italians, um, you know, we are, we're, we're, we have the gift of gab, right? We love people. We're hugging, we're kissing, we're talking nonstop, right? And, uh, and I, I certainly have that trait, right? And for me, I can be alone for, uh, you know, I think about being alone. I'm like, oh, I just need to be alone and relax. Um, and then after about a couple hours, you know, I'm ready for a person, right? You know, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> you know, for me, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm really blessed that I feel I, I have this love and this gift of, of wanting to help people and get them together in, in peer groups and learning events and networking and providing them value to help them get to their next level. And it's funny, you said the word uh, next step, your next step. I think you said that three or four times. If you look at my coffee mug, my previous company uh, was called Next Step You. It was a magazine where we helped high school students with their next step with life after high school, whether it was college, university, career. Uh, so that's another innate thing too, is, is uh, I love helping people grow to their next step, helping people, you know, uh, you know strive to their, their potential. Um, some people get jealous. Some people are like, Oh, you surpassed me or I don't, I don't really want to see you succeed. I'll never understand that. I love when people succeed. I love when people surpass me. I'm like, good for you. You're, you know, you, whatever that is, whatever your talent and your calling is, um, I'm really happy for you that you're reaching your potential in that area. And I don't compare myself because I'm good at things that they're not good at, right? And it's my job to maximize my path, right? I look at people like, oh my God, how do they do that? I have no idea. But for them, it's very natural because it's just their God-given innate talent. People probably look at me like, oh my God, how does, how does Dave Amano sleep, Right. For me, it's natural, right? It's just a step-by-step building process of following my my path that was meant for me and my natural talents, right? Yeah. So I think that's important is to really get a grip on what gives you energy uh, from a business perspective, what gives you energy, what is natural for you, and then how, you know, how can you create a revenue model around that? Yeah. So from a pure business perspective, I, I think that if you can find out those two things, then uh, you'll, you'll really be a happy person and a lot of other areas of your life will fall into place. Yeah, yeah, and in, in that regard, entrepreneurship is the way to experience ultimate freedom in life. You really walk your own path. When you, when you find a way to do what you love, to do what you're designed to do and get paid for it, there you go, freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're watching this podcast, everybody, I. I just pointed to a sign behind me. Uh, it says freedom. So very, very good. Very good uh, segue there. <laughs> and, 
That, 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 I think that's, the, that's one of the biggest benefits of being an entrepreneur is having the freedom to put your fingerprint on your life, right? Make an impact, do what you want to do, uh, you know, not settle, right? Uh, for sub, subpar uh, products, culture, people, right? Like you, you get to choose and curate what you want to do with your, with your life, your business, et cetera. Having the freedom to do that, right? Uh, when you, sometimes when you work for a different company, you have to make compromises on the product. And if you're an entrepreneur, that never feels good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to, you want to be proud, right? Yeah. 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 And then speaking for me personally, I just want to do what I feel like. Mm -hmm. so honestly, I believe that that's what, how we are designed by the big designer, wherever this brilliant body comes from that we get to live in. I yep. think we're designed to do what feels good. And so anything that restricts me feels like something that withholds me from living my true purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, looking at you, I could tell, I could see in your face, your eyes that at your young 34 years of age, you're already beyond your years in, in wisdom and fulfillment. And, uh, you know, it's going to be great to just stay friends with you and, and, and watch your path as you continue to follow your, your journey and being open, open to it, right. Being open to it because I, I could tell with your, with your, uh, you know, calm yet forceful nature, you can do some really great things with helping people. Thank you for saying that. Yep. Yeah. And you got a good smile. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing, right? <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Always keep smiling. Yeah. I, I once read this statistic that the average adult only smiles. I'm not sure if it was seven or 17 times per day. When I read that, I started to pay extra attention. And indeed, yeah. indeed, many people, they live in their heads and they're always running to the next thing. Yeah. So again, the ability to be present and to just take things lightly and make yeah. a joke. And it's all right, you know, <laughs> it's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, they say kids laugh, you know, hundreds of times a day, right? And like you said, adults, it's like, you know, five or 10 times. And uh, you're right. Lighten up. Enjoy the life. Enjoy the ride, right? Exactly. Dave, I have, I have one question I've been longing to ask is, what is a big or special success story that has come forth from the Avanti Mastermind? A story that, that you still remember in, in whichever way. Yep. Well, you know, for me, I mean, I'll use a personal story. Um, and, and this was a mastermind group that I was in years ago. Um, you know, I told you what next step we were a, we were a magazine for high school students, right? A printed magazine. And, uh, and so we, we would publish during the school year. And so in America, it's, you know, September through June, right? So we come out every other month. So five times a year during the school year. So our cash flow was great during the school year. Uh, but during the summer, uh, it would be very low. And as we built up franchises around the country and, you know, we ended up going from Rochester, New York, just one edition to, you know, we had an edition in every state in America, right? And Canada. And so it became a big business. I had about 15, 20 people at any given time, plus a lot of freelancers and contractors. So it became a big business with cash flow, right? So I saw that one, uh, as, we, as we approached uh, the end of a school year, I saw that we were going to run out of money from a cash flow perspective in the summer. So of course I freaked out, right? And I brought this up in a mastermind group I was in. And, uh, and one of the guys said, well, how do you bill? <clears throat> and I said, well, the magazine business, you bill when the issue comes out, when the magazine comes out, you rip out their ad for the magazine, it's called Tear Sheet, and you send it uh, with the invoice. So one at a time, right? So if they advertise in all five issues, they're getting five uh, invoices a year with every ad to prove that it ran. That's the industry standard. And he said, well, why do you do it? And I said, well, that's what magazine publishers do, right? That's the way to do it. And he said, well, when do you get the order? So most of our advertisers were colleges in America. You have 4,000 colleges in America trying to recruit these students, right? And I said, most of them place the order in, a, you know, in June, because that's when their new year starts. So they place the order in June for the full school year. And he goes, why don't you just bill them in June? 
for the whole year. One, one invoice in June for the whole school year. And I said, no, no, you can't do that. I, he said, why? I go, it's not the way it's done. He goes, why don't you try it? Why don't you try it and see what happens, right? So I did, I did. Uh, and, and so instead of doing you know, five invoices a year, September, November, January, March, May, uh, I did one invoice in June for the full school year, right? And wouldn't you believe it? I would say at least, at least 75% of, of, the, of the clients paid that invoice. So I went from like, how am I gonna make it through the summer to having the most money I ever had, right? Cause I got all these prepayments in the summer now. <clears throat> and I even had colleges and clients calling me, thanking me for simplifying the process. Oh, Dave, said, that was brilliant, Dave. Instead of sending me five invoices, you sent me one. Thank you, right? So I'm like, you know, and, that, so, and then, you know, then obviously the, the opportunity slash challenge was I had to conserve that money through the year, right? I couldn't spend it all, but it solved my problem at that time. And, and so I say that probably was the best idea I ever got in mastermind group. And the, and the way I got that idea was because he was not in my industry, right? He challenged the way I thought about my industry. He didn't know my industry. Some people say, oh, I want to be in a mastermind group with people that are all in my industry. I'm like, why? Be with somebody that knows nothing about your business. They're not in your woods at all. Because they'll be able to give you ideas that you haven't thought of. And I use that example. And uh, so I think that, that for me was a very powerful and, 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 and proof that, wow, a good mastermind meeting can you know, not only make a difference, but possibly save a business because I didn't know how I was going to get through the summer. So. Yeah, that is massive. I love this story. And it shows how one tiny idea can revolutionize a business. Exactly. All it took was you identifying your biggest challenge, having the courage to put it on the table. Yeah. And having a trusted relationship with somebody who cares about you and your business. Exactly. Yeah, that right there is, is, uh, is the perfect example of how a good mastermind group can make a difference. Yeah. Right? You know, and I, and I hadn't talked to anybody about it, you know, because uh, it was one of these problems that I kept to myself. And, of course, I was petrified, right? You know, I called a friend of mine who's uh, – he's a straight shooter, right? And uh, – he, he, he jokes around a lot. He goes, well, the first thing you need to do is you need to take your thumb out of your mouth, get out of the fetal position and get out of the backseat of your car and get back out there and start figuring this out. You know, so that was his advice. So that was some water in the face about rolling up my sleeves, but it didn't solve the problem, right? The, the mastermind group solved the problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there, it was not a matter of hard work. It, it, it happened in the mind. Right. And that's, uh, the, the better I understand it, the better I leverage it for my mastermind and I help all the members leverage it. Yeah. It takes so much stress off our shoulders. We yeah. shift the focus from plowing through, pushing through, working more hours, and we just shift the focus to creating more space and asking different questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And being open-minded to it, right? I think a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, they're so pr proud and prideful that they think that they have to have all the answers. Oh, uh, yeah. And you don't. You know, Cameron Harold, I talked about him before. He's had a great quote that uh, I love, that if you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room, right? So surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. That, that's a sign of a great leader. And be okay with it. Now, I, have a, I have an ego, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's in my back pocket. Right. You know, I, I like I ask anybody, though, like, oh, Dave Amato, he, he's, he's certainly has an ego, but I'm not flaunting it. I'm, I, I ask more questions than uh, than I give answers for sure. You know, when I had the magazine, we had, like I said, 15 to 20 people and people would storm in my office with a big problem and they wanted me to play God and solve it. And you know what? I would I learned this after a while. But you know what I would say? Wow. That is a big problem. How, how do you propose to solve it? What, what, do, what do you think you should do about it? Or like, I don't know. 
about, I mean, I don't know what to do about that. What do you think? Right. And then lo and behold, every time they start talking about solutions yeah. and then they think I'm brilliant. Right. But all I said is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then they, and then they go solve it. And then what happens is they stop coming in my office with their problems because they, 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 they learn that, you know, first of all, I'm not going to solve their problem. And second of all, they get more, even if it's just in their subconscious, they're solving it on their own uh, more and more. So, so that makes the leader's job easier too. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yep. So powerful and boost their confidence. This is true empowerment. They believe more in themselves and guess what? Chances are that they, they raise their chest. They feel better about themselves and yep. the leaders of tomorrow. Absolutely. Dave, are you ready for the final round of our interview? The rapid Bring fire it on. Round. Bring it on. I'm ready. I challenge you to answer each question or word with just one word. So it's wow. association. All right. All right. First question relates directly to what we just talked about. The word is leader. Humble. Creativity. Breathing. Team. Oh, team. Collaboration. Freedom. Entrepreneur. Spirituality. Woods. Sport. Sports. Extra. Inspiration. Alexander. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, my ego is very happy right now. There you go. <laughs> the reason I said extra for sports is, you know, it listen, I love I love watching a good football game or whatever, but for me, I, I think, especially Americans we get so caught up in, in watching these teams uh, to the point where, you know, it's like, get out of the house, go, go play a sport yourself. Right. Like, is your life really dependent on the New York Yankees winning? You know, like they don't care about you. Right. You know, like, and, and I, I think people like create their identity around a sports team, which I think is very unnecessary. Right. And Jerry Seinfeld, a comedian here, you know, he says, uh, at the end of the day, these players get traded from team to team to team. So at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're rooting for like the uniform, right? He's like, you're rooting for laundry, you know? <laughs> so I never, as a kid, I was more into sports. But now, you know, I'm here in, in uh, upstate New York. We, you know, for, uh, we, you know, American football, we root for the Buffalo Bills. And so pride thing with our community. But uh, other than that, I don't, I don't, I, I like to play sports myself. Uh, but I don't like to watch sports that much. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple more listed for you. All right. Next one up. Dream. Oh, it goes on. Uh, dream. Vision. What is the purpose of life? Impact. What is the best self-help book? Think and Grow Rich. Your favorite spare time hobby? Uh, exercise. It's currently on top of your bucket list. Uh, that's a great question. Walking across the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, that wasn't one word. I'll say bridge. <laughs> Last one. Which movie has inspired you amazingly? Uh, the Founder. The Founder? Yeah. Never heard of that. 
It's the story of Ray Kroc uh, with McDonald's. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. Whether you like him or not, because some of what he did is, is a little controversial as far as what he did to the McDonald's brothers. But at the end of the day, he created the largest restaurant in the world. Interesting. I don't like the food, but I like the story. I like the business. I like the business story. Yeah, of course, because uh, there's things we can take and, and skill anything that represents pure goodness. Exactly. Exactly. I, uh, I've just added it to my to watch list. Yeah, it's on Netflix. If you got Netflix. Yes, I do. Yeah. Very cool. yeah. Type, in, type in the founder and it's the whole story of Ray Kroc. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dave. All the entrepreneurs listening, thinking, okay, this is Dave. He has tons of experience and there's a lot more I can learn from him. Where do they go? Well, they can go to avantientrepreneur.com, A-V-A-N-T-I, avantientrepreneur.com. They can email me, david at davidmamano.com. And that's M-A-M-M. A-N-O. There we go. Make sure we add it in the show notes. Beautiful. So it's going to be easy for everyone to find you. For now, million times thanks for this fun conversation, for all the life lessons shared. And um, I enjoyed it. Hey, Alexander, it's been my pleasure. Uh, and uh, and we, gotta, we, we have to thank... Uh, uh, Emily Carpenter, right, for, for connecting us, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it's been a true pleasure, and, and I look forward to having you on my podcast as well. Let's do it. All right. All right. Thank you so much. And that was Dave Mamano. Such a nice conversation. Nice flow, smooth, and some great stories came up there. Now, when you're an entrepreneur, and you've been thinking about joining a mastermind group or several mastermind groups i hope that this episode gave you some additional insight as to why to do this and where the value can be found it is so simple we are here together on this beautiful planet so why do so many people do everything by themselves let's work together let's connect Let's share, share our network, our knowledge, our skills. That's what we do in Win Mastermind. That's what Dave Mamano teaches us how to do in his mastermind. When you want to stay in touch with Dave, you heard him. AvantiEntrepreneur.com is his website. And you can reach him directly at David at DavidMamano.com. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's all... Go out, make an impact, and most of all, let's have some fun.